Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for the frightful beats and scary treats. It's time to get freaky. Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. Happy naughty Halloween. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DV Radio and its guests are strictly those of said individuals and do not reflect those of the DV Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. I am the first dick in your ear, Bonerwood, so it's going to be a hard one tonight. Now, God damn it, bro, that's just not even fair. This is Banks Talk. This is Inside the Nuthouse, man. We got Sergeant Wardog. Oh, I just broke out of the rubber room, dog. The bacon man himself, oink. You are truly putting the D in the B when it comes to DV radio. Mr. Recall. I prefer to be referred to as belly and down. And don't know where the fuck Google is. I told you it's my computer, it's not me. That's exactly how I feel. We probably had a few too many to drink, you know what I'm saying? 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Can I get a thimble full of sweet baby rays, please? We don't have it. Saturday's going to be even more entertaining. Illogical. We still have the DD radio store for those wondering. Shit's still there. You can buy shit. Buying shit's good, okay? Oh, we haven't even gotten there yet. You fucking got me there already. Love and military barracks talking around this motherfucker. How's your back feeling after that penis reduction? Oh. <laughs> You're tuned in to WDVR on DVRadio.net. Because this is how it is. On DV Radio. That is how it is right here on WDVR DV Radio.net. Merrick's Talk Live. Or you listen to us on podcast at any place but fucking Spotify. You hear that, Spotify? You're a fucking place. That's what you are. That's what you are to me. It's October 29th, 2022. And as you heard in the intro, Halloween's in a few days. But before we get there, I am Bonnerwood in his house tonight. We got the scary pig man from Alaska. We got, <laughs> oi. <laughs> we got a face for radio, folks. That's what it is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, hiding out to scare all the children this year down in the the desert landings of Texas. That sounded terrible. That was a terrible fucking intro for him. For, <laughs> it's a war dog. How you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm sober tonight. Let's make that official. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, um, th- this is a show. We're going downhill quick. Yeah, this this is a new <laughs> thing for all of us. Uh, we 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 got it. We got a sober word. What are we going to do? Um, <laughs> damn. Well, he's driving. That's what it is. That motherfucker driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dd <D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D
that's right. that's what we're here for. <laughs> oh me, I had a coughing fit during the intro, and I was like, I'm not going to be able to talk during or after the intro because I'll be hug, hug, hug. <laughs> and I'll sound like I've been puking and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I took a sip of Dr Pepper to cleanse my palate as the professionals say um and and then all of a sudden i just started coughing i don't know why it just it just yeah i hate it i hate that um it's like when you're talking and you inhale and spit follows and you're like uh, ee, ha, hoo, hee, and you can't like catch your breath you can't swallow but you can sure as hell gag and cough at the same time <laughs> like yep <laughs> yep and then of a guy we went to vegas with he was uh we're playing the slot machines and you know we're tipping the waitress every time she comes around giving us drinks we're like hey can we get a double you know she's like well i'm not supposed to but you guys have been pretty good to me so she brings back a double of everything right Mm-hmm. And he took a double shot of fucking Jaeger and he must, you know, go to tip it back and, and, you know, breathe at the same fucking time. Cause he's tried to inhale fucking Jaeger through his lungs or something. <laughs> and all of a sudden his mouth and cheeks look like a fucking chipmunk. And he's got his hands over his mouth and he's coughing and gagging. The shit's just spewing in between the leaks of his fingers all over this fucking slot machine. Right. And I'm like, dude, just take it outside and puke, man. Just go outside and puke. They're used to it. It's fucking Vegas. <laughs> so he goes out on the sidewalk and just fucking hurls. Next thing you know, we had a couple of girls from that uh, work non-destructive inspections, you know, NDI, where they check stuff for cracks and whatnot. So they were on the other side. And they're like, where did he go in such a hurry? Oh, look, there's money left on this machine. I'm like, no. And it was like slow-mo. She stuck her hand all in that fucking Jaeger spit that he coughed up all over the machine. <laughs> so- oh, my God. She just said the, the girls didn't hang out with us the rest of the night for some reason. Wow. <laughs> wow. I guess, you know, it's, it's since it's Halloween weekend, everybody's not listening to us because we've got uh, our two listeners. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> we got we we got Arizona and we got North Kakulaki, Uh And I appreciate it. I really do. And I think Lincoln Word Dog appreciates it as well and uh if you're listening to the podcast fuck you fuck you if you're listening to the podcast because you should have listened to Um, no we appreciate you guys too and uh yeah i hope you guys actually have a great uh weekend like i said and if you're doing anything for halloween whether it's this weekend or what is it monday do monday i think do be safe because uh you know People finding nine millimeters and Snickers and stuff these days. It's it's amazing what they can get in those candy bars, man. Price of ammo. Why the fuck are they doing that? Jesus. I know. And drug dealers <laughs> handed out acid to kids. Like, I don't understand. Like, come on. Like, jeez. <laughs> Anybody that believes that shit deserves whatever happens to them. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not sorry. I'm not. <laughs> it's like the people that believe you should loosen your fucking lug nuts for the winter time. <laughs> <laughs> or put antifreeze in your washer fluid. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> My favorite was always using sandpaper underneath your windshield wipers. That way you can just sand, sand off the ice. On the homes. <laughs> <laughs> he actually had a couple people do that. I've actually, they're, they're actually, I forgot who it was. It was someone in town. He was an old timer. 
and he would mess with young people all the time. And somebody said something about winterizing their car, and he went, "Yeah, you, you better put you some vegetable oil in your oil in your uh, gas tank. You don't want it to freeze up. That that vegetable oil helps lube up all the all the hoses and make sure nothing freezes." And I think they actually believed it. I don't know if anybody wow. corrected them, but they're like, really? And I mean, they were into it. And he'd done this whole spiel about what good it does for the car. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? I love old timers, man. They can, they can tell a story, fucking lie through their fucking teeth and just be deadpan the whole fucking time, man. Like, oh, yeah. I love yeah. it. Like the best bit of fucking sarcasm ever is from elderly folk <laughs> it is too man it what really are they, gonna is. they don't give a fuck <laughs> right and, and you know half the stories probably aren't true they probably have like one thing in the entire story that's true and the rest of it is just some shit they made up off the top of their head <laughs> and i'm like this is great this is why i like old timers <laughs> Uh, my puppies both have birthdays Monday. Well, happy ha- Halloween birthdays. <laughs> happy spooky birthday. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, well, I meant to tell you guys, um, probably about two, three weeks ago, you know, you know, the, uh, the DV shirts that we have that, uh, they're yellow and they have, you know, do not mess with this veteran because he's medicated. <laughs> for your safety. And then on the back, you know, it has uh leave me alone, dysfunctional veteran. I wore that into the VFW one Sunday, bro. And no one fucked with me the whole <laughs> afternoon to the evening, bro. No one <laughs> So it was great. And I was wondering until I, you know, I went you went to use the bathroom and saw the back of the shirt and I was like, Oh <laughs> shit, that's why. Every other day they you know they greet me and they say something. <laughs> That's but I great. forgot I had that on. Yeah. I don't think people see the two-sided conversation to those shirts that DV6 sold when we had the DV store. And, you know, on one hand, it's humorous. You know, leave me alone, you assholes. <laughs> that type of humor. And on the other hand, it's sort of true. Like, don't come up from behind to any veteran. Don't do it. <laughs> Just don't fucking do it. Um, <laughs> and and two, don't don't be that guy. You know, that that's another thing. I, I think a lot of people miss the interpretation. They see it and they're like, what do you want me to do? Give you attention or do you not want me to talk to you? No, dumbass. If you're asking that question, I do not want you to come talk to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Point blank. Like, it's that simple. Like, if you have to ask what the meaning of those shirts are, stay the fuck away. <laughs> do exactly what it says. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I love the people, especially like VA people that see those shirts or stickers or whatever we had back then. They're like, yes, it's so true. Very true. And they laugh. And because for the longest of time, we had, uh, we had a screen door before, uh, we had them redone. And, uh, on the front, we had the, um, the VA bumper sticker given that the second chance to die for the country or whatever. And it had the skeleton yeah, and all that. Right. Yep. And my VA nurse comes in about a, probably about two weeks after we had putting it up 
And she stops and looks at the door and reads it before she opens the door. Angela's, I can hear her cackling, man. And I was like, Oh, she read the bumper sticker and she come in. She went, I need to get me one. I said, if you really want some, I'll send them to you. I was like, free of charge. She, she sits down and she goes, but it's so true though. You know, I said, I know that's why we made them. Oh my god! And I love uh, her and 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 a few others. They they support everything we do. And I I just if if you're listening, I love you guys. Love you so much. And I'm missing my yeah. psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever your title actually is. I always forget. Forgive me. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I know that sounds bad, but. Like one person will tell me, you're a psychiatrist. And then the other one, you're a psychologist. And I'm like, aren't they interchangeable? Um, <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. I had the dysfunctional veterans uh, does not play well with others shirt on one day. And I was in a store with a wife. And an old timer comes up and he goes, I need me one of those. And he had a <laughs> Korean, you know, had on Korean veteran. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, I think I told you guys, I was at a, at a doctor's office one time. I think it was my GI. Yeah, it was my GI. And this old lady, she had to have been between 70 and 80. And I had been sitting forward in my wheelchair because like, I think my back was bothering me or something. And I was wearing one of those shirts. Can't remember exactly which one, but she comes up and she pats me on the shoulder and she went, I absolutely love your shirt, young man. I need to get my husband one of them. <laughs> I was like, thank you, man. And, and you know, you don't really know what to say to somebody in public, but I was like, thank you. <laughs> I'm just weird like that. I I don't know how to react to good compliments or gifts or anything. So <laughs> when I get something, I'm like, that's great. Even though deep down inside, I'm like, motherfucker, yes. You know, like, <laughs> yep. like the child in me comes out like the five-year-old on Christmas. Like that's me on the inside. I, it's like my friend who, who had the desk built for me. You, you know what I'm talking about? Like, and yep. When she showed up with it, I was like, that's great. You know, thank you. I, I like it. I love it. Uh-huh. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think she felt bad because I didn't react like, oh, my God. Like, I'm, and I told her, you know, I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't seem more excited. I was like, you've known me for how long? I was like, I don't know how to react to gifts. And she's like, it's okay. And she asked me all the time if I've been using it and stuff, but I'm just one of those weird people. Even when my mom gives me something, I'm like, that's cool. Thanks. Um, <laughs> whereas my mom is the exact opposite of me and my brother. <laughs> when, when we give her, Oh my gosh, this is the best birthday ever. <laughs> Which I've got a video of her actually saying <laughs> for the record. <laughs> we got her this pop box and it was filled. It had a cake in the middle. And it was filled with candies and all this. But when you open it up, all the sides fall down and all these fucking butterflies fly out. Well, she didn't know that was happening. Me and my brother did. (laughs) She opens this damn thing up. She goes, ah, and starts laughing. (laughs) 
and turning red. And you can hear in the video, she went, I'm going to pee. <laughs> She's laughing yep. so hard. <laughs> and I swear there was like eight or 10 of those fucking butterflies. And they were all over my room. They were behind the couch. They were under the computer. The one there was, I swear to God, I had a delayed reaction too. They fucking just fries the shit out of her. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, and then. It starts playing music and she went, what is it doing? <laughs> <laughs> and my brother just nonchalantly smiling like that evil grin. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for the countdown timer to go off. Right. <laughs> like it's going to blow. I found out that she, she did eat that little miniature cake like a, a day or two later. She went, it was good. <laughs> good to know um (laughs) yeah she was like i think this is the best birthday i've ever had (laughs) just to see that and hear that that was great but anyway i don't know why i'm talking about shit um i do know that i need to talk about this and it's november 2nd through november 6th it's 20 percent off tv radio store items you heard right 20% 20% off again, November 2nd through November 6th uh, on the uh, DV radio store right here on dvradio.net. Just click on DV radio store. When you're in there, be sure you click the redeem button at the top left corner. I believe there will be a banner there and uh, just click on redeem and it'll be applied to your, uh, to your, uh, to your order. Purchase. Yeah. Purchase. Uh, when you go to check out, if you don't do it, we can't fix it. It's you snooze, you lose kind of deal. Um, <laughs> and then there's another 20% off. Yeah. Another 20% off coming November 15th through the 20th. So, uh, yeah, we got that going on here. And, uh, also with the DV radio store, um, we have obviously Betsy Ross, Sergeant Water Dog, PTS Dog. Um, and we also have, DV Farm stuff as well as DV Against DV merchandise. Now, the thing about DV Against DV merchandise is all the proceeds goes to some place that we deem worthy, i.e. Change Unchained this year. And that means that until the end of 2022, any merchandise sold of DV Against DV goes to Change Unchained. Now, the reason, a big reason we're doing that is they're getting ready to build their third tiny home. Is that right, Oink? Their third one? I believe so, yeah. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they're trying to raise $80,000 and they need help. Uh, They're a nonprofit. And if we can help them, we certainly will. So any of those items you purchase that are DV against DV, whether it says end it all or, or something like that, um, those uh, proceeds, 100%, we take nothing, will go directly to Change Unchained. Uh, the same thing with the DV Farm merchandise. We got the shirts, the mugs, um, the little stuffed teddy bears and cups and all that good shit. Uh, that 100% goes to DV Farm. Sergeant War Dog, Betsy Ross, PTS Dog, all that stuff goes to them and whatever they're doing. I think War Dog said Camp Doghouse, correct? Yep, yep. And then Betsy Ross, her stuff goes to whatever, whatever she's doing. <laughs> and, um, 
PTS hopefully dog. Book published out there soon. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, <laughs> and then PTS dog, whatever he does, the only stuff that comes to us is the DV radio merchandise. So if you want to help veterans <laughs> or, or nonprofits, that's, that's a good way to do it. You get something and you give something. So keep that in mind. Another thing that we are doing and we try to do it every year. Um, sometimes it doesn't go as to plan cause Rona. Um, but we were able to do it this year. And one of those, that, that thing, excuse me, is backpacks for life. We're trying to raise $3,200, hopefully before December. So we can get all this stuff ordered and shipped out and packed and ready. Um, but backpacks for life. If you don't know what backpacks for life is, go to backpacksforlife.org, find out more about them, or you can go to the DVR family and you can find out more about them and change unchained over there. Um, but we will purchase the bags from Backpacks for Life and we'll get um, care packages that we will insert into the bags. And if we've got any care packages left over, we will hand those out as well, both men and women or whatever you identify as um, in the homeless community. <laughs> uh, obviously, we will send some up to DV6, who is I think he passed out his last one a few months ago. Um, and then we'll try to do some here in North Carolina. If War Dog wants to do some, if Wank wants to do some, if Betsy wants to do some, we'll do that and we'll send those out to them uh, wherever our staff can and, and wants to do it. Uh, but that's $3,200. And you can do that if you go to ko-fi.com slash DV radio, or you can go over to support us, click on it and go down and hit the Kofi. I call it Kofi. I think JJ calls it coffee. Cause it's buy me your coffee, but it's, it's Kofi in my opinion. Um, and that's where we're raising the $3,200. We're no longer on Patreon. So don't think we're on Patreon. Um, we've gotten, I think $25 so far raised on the $3,200. So if you can help us out, that would be great. Um, is that, is there anything else we're doing or that's going on? Betsy. The uh, Pepper Chef, yes. Um, she yeah. has, yes, yes. Go ahead, Mike. I'll let you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's all I remember, man. <laughs> so, um, Betsy Ross also does Pampered Chef. If you don't know what Pampered Chef is, they sell everything from cooking utensils to cooking pots and pans and spices and all kinds of stuff. We've got some here at my house and it's great. It's lasted since we bought it. Obviously we're still using it, but if you go through pampered chef, uh, link that Betsy has, it supports the Jaeger foundation. I think she's doing it through the end of this month, but she can extend it if need be. So if you want to help out the Jaeger foundation, go do that. If you don't know anything about the Jaeger foundation, you can go to the Jaeger foundation.org or again, click on the DVR family and you can find out about them over there as well as Sergeant Word Dog, PTS Dog Fight, Objective Zero, Backpacks for Life, and whoever's in the DVR family. Yeah, there's so many over there. I can't remember them all off the top of my head. I probably could if I just sat here and wrote them all down, but I'm trying to promote. <laughs> Shameless fucking plugs. Getting it out of the way now. <laughs> yep. Um, oh, we got a third listener. Oink, we got somebody up in Michigan. Michigami. <clears throat> Michigani. <laughs> <laughs> you little Michiganis, man. You heard about them, man? 
Oh, shit. They got a GTA tryhard. Includes inflatable oppressor MK2 adult size costume from Spirit Halloween. It's a joke. It's the meme going around. I'm just <laughs> putting that out there. <laughs> Pretty sad when Ted Nugent gets put on that too. <laughs> Dude, everybody has been putting. I think Elon. I, I think Elon got put on it this year too. <laughs> <laughs> that would surprise me. I should have put uh, Gabby on there. <laughs> DB6 is Gabby Sue. <laughs> oh. So what you guys got going on this weekend? Ah, uh, you know, like you said, you got Halloween coming up. So uh, got little man. He's uh he's already hit a couple of the businesses here in town because they had their business uh, trick or treating on Friday. So he went out and took care of uh, some of the businesses downtown. He came home with about two bags of candy. You know, not big bags, but like little Ziploc bags. So, mm-hmm. but other than that, I mean, he's going out uh, with everybody else on on Sunday night and, uh, and their snowsuits and everything else, like we we're telling War Dog and pre-show, you know, get snow on the ground for freaking Halloween. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was going to ask you, do they do the um, what is it, trunk or treat up there? Uh the base does, um, and a few other fuck uh, communities that are out there in the, in the middle of nowhere, they kind of do it as well. But uh, for the most part, yeah, here in town and even in you know Anchorage and stuff like that, they. Uh, they do it throughout the year in like, you know, warm gymnasiums and stuff like that too. But uh, for the most part, they just stick with the, the traditional Halloween night. Yeah. It seems like trunk or treats becoming a, a fad these days. I guess it's supposed to be safer, supposedly. Yeah. You know, you figure if you're like, I was also talking to War Dog in the, in the pre-show that, you know, you kind of, Pick your areas you're going to go to up here in Alaska. You know, you hit the nice ritzy class places that hand out full size candy bars because <laughs> it's fucking cold out there. You know, and so you don't do the full two hours of trick or treating. Hell no! You go, you hit the nice little ritzy class places, and, and call you today. You know, when you get like six full size candy bars. But uh, yeah, cause it's cold out there for these little kids, and you know, you got a lot of cars that are traveling, and that's I think the biggest thing. You know, you get all these kids that are out there walking, they got these masks that you know obstruct their views, and. <laughs> You know, like I said, nine times out of ten, it's under or over their fucking snowsuits and waddling down their road. You Look, know, it's it, yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now, they can see better out of those costume masks today than we could when we were growing up. This is true. <laughs> we had fucking pinholes to look out at. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. That's. I'm glad that that there is some sort of alternative, especially in places like Alaska or neighborhoods that are assholes and don't allow you to go around the streets Mm -hmm. because i know there's some neighborhoods that started you can't go out and knock on doors what's the point of trick-or-treating then (laughs) right ding dong ditch what am i supposed to do come on right (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't get how the world just flipped upside down it seemed like overnight but whatever um what about you were dog you gonna be handing out candy to the uh, little kids? Been, <clears throat> I've actually been pretty sick, man. These uh, last few weeks, man. But um, just like anyone with chronic pain knows, you know the weather change get to you. Uh, uh, for me, even tonight, my ears are bothering me. You know, between the horrible tinnitus and the hearing loss, all that. But uh, I'm getting by like everyone else, man. Uh, no real plans coming up except uh, the standard doctor's appointments like everyone else. Um, I want, I was going to ask you guys when you were mentioning earlier that how you uh, 
you don't always know how to receive, you know, mm-hmm. the thanks or gifts and whatnot. I kind of wanted to ask you both, um, you, you know, the way the military's made us numb to some things, emotionally numb. Um, you ever find yourself during holidays kind of not able to feel certain things because you miss so many while you were overseas. You know what I mean? I mean, even like mm-hmm. your own birthday sometimes, you, you ever find it? There's some things you you just can't feel like everyone else, so you kind of have to force it sometimes, especially every for your damn kids. Christmas. <laughs> you want to speak on that every first one? Christmas. <laughs> uh, you know, I grew up so damn poor. I'm not gonna lie, we, we couldn't afford to pay attention. I mean, I'm talking, you know, food stamps, you know, government assistance, the whole nine yards as kids. So a lot of times, you know, we didn't get Christmas gifts, you know, unless we got something from grandma, you know, and that was usually your your socks or your underwear or a nice flannel shirt or something like that to keep you warm. But for the most part, you know, my direct family, my brothers and sisters, you know, we didn't really have a Christmas per se. I mean, biggest thing was keeping food on the table. So what pissed me off the most, I'll be honest with you, and it's still true today, the first thing out of everybody's mouth was, you know, what'd you get? You know, it was all about the materialistic bullshit and not the actual meaning of the holiday itself, whether it was your religion, you know, if that's the side that you believed in, or, you know, as a young kid, you know, Santa Claus, fat man, you know, coming down the chimney or something. But it was never about that. It was always about the gifts. And I fucking hate that. I hate that to today because that's the same thing. You know, that's the first thing that's out of these kids' mouth or even people at work. You know, you can hear them say it and, in, in, you know, over your, over your shoulder because they know how I feel about it. Um, you know, they still ask, what'd your wife get you? Nothing, dude. I don't want nothing. You know, it's not to me. It's not about that. It's about getting together with family and having a good meal and making sure everybody's still healthy, you know, at the end of the year, because we know what the last couple of years have been like with fucking, you know, the Rona and shit going around. So, you know, every day we, we kind of take it for granted sometimes. But uh, I mean, to me, that's what's me. I, I, I don't like Christmas. And then, you know, the rest of the holidays as well. It's just another day to me, to be honest with you. But like you said, you know, you just kind of miss out so much you know, first birthdays or whatever, cause you're deployed and, or you're, you know, TDY somewhere or you're, you know, busy doing something. So, you know, to me, it's just another day, but for the most part, like you said, you know, I, I won't say I force myself, but you know, I try to make, try to change it. If you know what I'm saying, I'm trying not to be such a grumpy ass, you know, at least for the family, everybody else can piss off. I don't care about them. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't have a family per se. I don't have kids, sadly, and all that. But at the same time, you know, exactly everything. Like said, I mean, literally, I remember having Christmases where my mom was like, I can't get you much or I'll get you one thing and Santa's going to get you another or something like that, you know, and everything yep. else was fucking bullshit that people thought I wanted or thought, you know, someone my age might like, which whatever, you know, but I always, my mom always instilled in me, you know, it's not about what you get. It's one about the thought and two spending time with family. Um, cause we ain't got family no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. think we talked about that a little bit, but, um, yeah, I've, I have this tendency to where people will ask me, you know, what are you doing for Thanksgiving or Christmas or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm just sitting here, might have some, ham or turkey or whatever the holiday is just another day and they're like oh you shouldn't be like that i'm like you don't know my life like that's i don't think people understand where we come from one our actual backgrounds growing up right and then two Mm -hmm. excuse me like 
you two were saying, being deployed and not being able to actually celebrate them in the way they were meant to be. I mean, we done Thanksgiving and Christmas in Iraq, but it wasn't Thanksgiving and Christmas, right? Like it, it was, <laughs> we, we had some good food, quote unquote, but we didn't celebrate it in the traditional sense. And it's just, I don't care for holidays. I don't care for birthdays like mine. Mine, my birthday. <laughs> um, let's make that clear. <laughs> but when it comes to other people's birthdays, especially my mom and, and my brother and, and a few select people, like I try to remember them and I try to do something for them. Even if I'm late, like I'll try to do something. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't care. I, if I had a family, maybe it'd be different. I don't know. I'd probably spoil the shit out of my kids. Um, Oh, trust me, little man is spoiled. I mean, he still got fucking Christmas presents from last year. He hasn't even opened, so come on. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, I, I think I would be different on that spectrum. But other than that, other than my kids and the woman I was with um, and my mom and, and my little brother, like, I don't I don't care about anything like that. Like, I think you should just enjoy the family and, and the friends that you call family. Like, I don't. Too many people, like like Oink was saying, and I hated it going back to school after Christmas. I hated it. Yep. What what do you guys get for Christmas? Let's write about it. I don't want to write about <laughs> what I got for Christmas. I got one thing. I and all these yeah. other kids had all this shit, and I'm like, I hated. It. I had one teacher one year, and I'll never forget her. I won't talk about who she is. But she was the only teacher I ever had that said, don't tell me what you got for Christmas. Tell me what you've done and who you spent it with. And as I got older, I was like, oh, my God, she actually mm-hmm. got the meaning that my mom and everybody else, like we were talking about, has been talking about. Like, it's not about the materialistic, majestic presence she get. It's about the time. And anyway, I don't think she's even alive anymore. I think she was like. 70 when she was my teacher so. <laughs> but yeah I, i'm definitely with with that i, I don't care no emotion no flex yep. given <laughs> i mean if i was a millionaire i mean i trust me i'm sure everybody else is the same damn way if you could give and give and give mm-hmm. you would you know but it's not you know it's and then it's not even about that either to be honest with you you know you shouldn't be buying a a brand new iphone for your fucking 13 year old daughter or son every fucking year just because you can you know make them little bastards earn it for crying out loud you Mm -hmm. know now if they done it where they got straight a's or something like that and you know still helped out around the house like there's to me like they're supposed to by all means you know they've kind of earned it then at that point but i mean if they're just some spoiled little prick that you know (laughs) sorry (laughs) getting on that soapbox again but yeah you know if, if they to me, you know, it's it's nice to give, but uh, receiving, I, I don't care about too much either. You know, think if I get a gift, it's kind of like Bo said, you know, what do you do? What do you what do you say? Thanks. And kind of feel kind of awkward and guilty at the same time. Uh, yeah, there's don't give me anything. You know, I'm good well, with that. There's only two that I've literally wanted to cry over. And it was one, the desk, because I've never had something this extravagant. Like you've seen it like it's fucking amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And the other thing was what our cohort in music and stuff. I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, 
he he got me something that he he's refurbishing and all and it's very old and very rare and okay. i was like i don't know what to say dude like i'll never be able to pay you back like ever and he was like all the shit you've done for me i was like dude i've done nothing <laughs> compared to that like and my mom's done stuff for me um but outside of my mom i, I don't know how to react to people <laughs> right like there's very few people i can stand and say oh my god <laughs> why'd you do that so yeah i want to say uh <laughs> I had I had great holidays coming up, but after each time going to Iraq, I mean, after the first one, you know, I got a little hardened to some things. By the second, I really wasn't feeling the holidays, and then by the third, man, that like everything was like pretty much dead to me. I mean, mm-hmm. the only thing no. I really cared about a lot back then was on my twenty first birthday. I don't know why it was so serious and so important to me. But I didn't want my tombstone to read, you know, born and died on the same day. Mm-hmm. You can ask me that for, you know, a million dollars. I can't tell you why. I can't. <laughs> I don't know why that was such a big deal to me. But uh, I, I just get that feeling sometimes that, you know, uh, veterans, first responders, we've all had to work. Well, you know, even even civilians, we've all had to work on those days so much mm-hmm. that sometimes it can become hard to feel. Yeah. You so, become numb to it. Yeah. yeah the Pink Floyd and, song comfortably numb comes to mm-hmm. mind. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really just wanted to ask you guys, you ever, you know, feel some of the same things or you have a question and like, why am I not as happy or lucky as, as the rest or, and you uh, know, for me, Go ahead. For me, I didn't. I couldn't even, you know, how you have your 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 mass uh your mm-hmm. mass funerals that we have in the military, right? Because yep. you know, obviously, you know, we're one of the few places where you know we are going to have mass funerals. But I couldn't have cried in. I couldn't. You know, everything was so serious and and not feeling that it probably wasn't until I'd been out a few years that I actually mourned over the guys you know, lost or, you know, yeah. it wasn't until years later that I could actually like feel certain things. But even now there are certain things that just can't crack through. So I just need to really hear that from you guys and for any other veterans out that, man, you know, I wonder if they have it too. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, the last funeral I cried at, I, I remember vividly was my grandpa and me and my mom had this discussion because we were talking about, you know, crying and being emotional and shit the other day and the last time I cried over somebody passing away was my grandpa and I didn't cry over my grandma I didn't cry over Deanna I didn't cry over Ken I didn't cry over Farrell and all four of those were really close to me like Deanna was basically my sister and Ken and Farrell were brothers and Ken was a really close 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 friend and I was a pallbearer for my grandma. Like, I'm like, am I fucking emotional? <laughs> like, I, I <laughs> totally get where you're coming from. And I feel guilty sometimes because I didn't, I don't feel like I went through a mourning process either. You know what I mean? Like, I I still get hit hard and oink can tell you with Deanna and, and Ken when their birthdays or anniversaries come around. Like, it's just, 
I either shut up. I don't post. I don't talk. I don't message. I just sit here and either I'll sit here in silence most of the day or I have the TV on something stupid like Bewitched or I Dream of Genie or some stupid shit from like the 50s and 60s. And I just, I, I, I go emotionless. I, I'm a fucking mannequin at that point, but I feel you like. I don't know yeah, what you're it not is. The only one, because obviously, like I said, I know Frosty goes to that same issue every December because of you know family issues that he had going on as well, and I gotta watch out for it because I know it's coming. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just one of those things that I think it affects everybody a little bit differently. But once you actually can <laughs> recognize it, you know, with your battle buddies and stuff, you kind of get used to it, and, and you hopefully are watching out for it. Yeah, and you know, I, I feel the most guilt with Diana because I was in. I was on a fucking range when, when she literally got murdered by her ex, the father of her kids. And I'm like, I should have been home. You know what I mean? And then my, mm-hmm. my, my, the other person that gave me the desk feels the guilt as well. And cause they didn't answer the text and they're like, if I'd answered those texts and went with her and I'm like, yeah, but you'd be dead too. Like, right. I mean, I could have stopped her from going, you know, ourselves and we guilt trip ourselves so bad sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's like guilty of that because they would have went together. And I was like, I wouldn't let y'all went like y'all would have not gotten there. Like (laughs) there's no way in hell. (laughs) I was like, that's where my guilt comes in. Not going with her, but keeping her here because I know I wouldn't let her go. And it's but at the same time, you don't need to let it. You need to go through the emotions. You need to go through the feelings, but you don't need to dwell on it. You know what I mean? Like I go through those periods twice a year, four times a year, if you count both of them, you know, separately. Um, but I let it happen. I let it pass. I, I'm going to be blunt. I don't get suicidal. (laughs) Been down that road before. Um, but I let it happen. I've, I've done the shows during those times, but you, you can't let it eat you up. You cannot. You just can't. You got to move on. And I know that sounds bad, but you have to. Um, it, it sounds counterintuitive at the same time, too. But and, and you never get over it, right? You you never do. It gets harder every year. It really fucking does. I, I want to cry, but I can't. <laughs> I'll tell you what really got to me. Um not in a, I don't know, not good or bad, but it's watching the, uh, watching, uh, the ID channel. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, investigation discovery. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, when they get to the points about notifying people of deaths and mm-hmm. then if you don't react a certain way, then yep. there gotta be something wrong with you or you gotta be a suspect. Yep. So it was like hitting me like, Damn, every veteran must be a suspect then, right? Because there are certain things, like I said, there are things that always, you know, crack through and whatnot. But, you know, if you explain that to a first responder or you say that to a veteran, there's some things that, I don't know, I guess it would just make us all suspects, right? Because we we just can't feel it the same exact way. I mean, Mm -hmm. we might not burst out crying the way the police want you to, right? Or, uh, I mean, you know what I mean? All your movements and are being studied and whatnot anyway. So it's, I don't know, it just kind of had me wondering, like, shit, 
I've done so that. What does that mean when you get to someone who's, you know, been through so much that it's not to say they don't care or anything, yep. but you just won't get that breakdown crying effect that you might be expecting, that the well, police might be expecting. Right. And I watch a lot of these um, interrogations and listen to them talk about, well, they're doing this because, and it's like, okay, I've got a psychology and biology, and I'm going to tell you right now, that's wrong. They're not doing that because of this, that, and the other. And two, I think it, it's it's to explain away things, right? It's like people believe in ghosts for what reason? to explain away the bag of chips that fell off the table that just happened to be on the edge of the table, but they didn't know it was on the edge of the table and it just slipped off when something bounced or whatever. Like that's, I think it's the same concept to a degree. I'm not saying all of its faults and I'm not saying all of its fact, but at the same time, I'm going to tell you right now, like there's very few people that I would react to in a, Oh my God. And break down and cry situation. Like, I can count on one hand and I'm not even going to use my whole hand to count those people. <laughs> and and that sounds bad, but at the same time, we, and we're not desensitized. Let me get that out there. I know there's a lot of people, you're desensitized to murder and blah, blah. No, we are not desensitized. We are, for lack of a better term, our bodies and brains have trained themselves to not react because of the shit we've been through. And we've been through it so many times that your brain is just automatically found a way to cope with it. It really has yeah. that. It's it's like when you get sick, right? If you don't take medicine for a cold, your body figures out how to fix it. It's the same concept with your brain. If you go through enough, again, lack of a better term, emotional trauma, your brain's like, okay, this is how I need to deal with it. Let's go. Right. <laughs> it's like that adrenaline rush we were talking about during what was it last week's, um, is the military too safe discussion? Like yep. you, your body learns to cope with that adrenaline rush. You don't want to puke after the 15th hundredth time that you've been in a combat situation or training scenario um, because your brain and your body has 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 trained themselves to like, OK, we need to calm down. We need to reroute this over here and reroute that over there and bring in this. Right. It's the same thing. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can sit there and, you know, perform all the self buddy care you can, you know, to your battle buddies whenever that, you know, time comes. But. I tell you what, when you see your wife or somebody else that you fucking know that's bleeding or has a mm -hmm. real bad cut and you're like, what the fuck? You know, you mm -hmm. get sick to your stomach and you can't handle it. It's like, what the hell? Why can I do this every day? But now mm -hmm. all of a sudden I get queasy or some bullshit, you know? Yeah, it's funny. I, I had to pick a, I, I literally had to pull a pebble out of my brother's leg. Perfectly fine. Done it. Had no fucking quarrels with it. My mom asked me to get a splinter out of her thumb one time. Cause she couldn't do it. She just, she couldn't pick at it. And I was like, I don't want to make my mom hurt. <laughs> like I didn't, <laughs> like I didn't say nothing to her and I tried not to show it, but I had, you know, that, uh, shaky feeling you get on the inside, like when mm -hmm. your sugar's low or something, I had that going on and my stomach started turning and I was like, Oh God, just do it. Just do it. Just get it out. <laughs> like I was so afraid I was going to hurt my mom. Like I didn't want it, but my brother, 
no problem. Like, all right. Come I, here. I'll do open heart surgery on your ass. Let's do this. Right? I was, and I told him because it was up under the skin. I said, buddy, I'm going to have to pull some skin away. And he was like, okay. And I was like, what the fuck? I was 13 year old kid going, okay, whatever. And I had to dig it, being a fucking rock out of his leg and it was fine. But my mom, nope, couldn't do it. <laughs> I'd done it. Had to, <laughs> but I, I was, I was like, my mind was screaming to, to throw the tweezers and shit down. Like, don't do it. <laughs> Never forget that. And I can't imagine if I had a kid pulling their teeth or getting a splinter out or something like I would be like, I would probably be calm on the outside. Right. <laughs> but on the inside, I just want to <laughs> die. <laughs> I want to admit, um, I want to admit when I was able to start feeling things after the war, I was completely pissed off with myself. I thought I was soft. I thought I was turning pussy. I don't know what it was, but you know, it kept hitting me like, like what's wrong with you, bro. You've been through, you know, so much of this and that. And you know, what's wrong with you? Why are you getting soft now? Why, you know, this shit that never would have bothered you you know, before, especially during, you know, the war or anything, why are these things getting to you now? Why are you feeling these things now? Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. I, I think most veterans have a, what I call a fuck it button, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And, yep. you know, <laughs> we get to that point where, you know, you're like, fuck it, fuck this, fuck that. But uh, I, I guess I had to realize, you know, upon leaving service that, there are a lot of things in the civilian life that we can't just say fuck it to mm -hmm. because, you know, there are ramifications. But I had to I had to seriously learn that, you know, on my own, that there's certain things we're going to feel that we never felt after service. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're soft. It means, you know, your I don't know, your mind, your body's actually allowing you to feel certain things. And then uh, at the same time. The, way, the same way, fuck it, used to be a great thing in the military and you can just roll with the punches. When you try that here on the outside, it can come across as really, really, you know, harsh or cold to, to some people. Mm -hmm. yep. So uh, I just wanted to admit that on air for one of the first times ever that I actually thought I was getting soft when I started to feel things. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I think. At some point, we're like, oh, shit. And then at other points, we're like, oh, shit, right? Like either side of that spectrum, either you're too emotional or you're not emotional enough, right? And I think yeah. a lot of civilians go through that, too, like you were talking about. Excuse me. And I've seen it more, like you said, in investigations. Oh, they didn't react because. And I'm like, eh. The only ones I really question are like people who's had problems, like husband and wife who's had problems leading up to a kidnapping or death. But other than that, I'm like, I mean, what what's their past? How how have they had to deal with things in the in in their past? And yeah, I mean, I think you should look deeper into stuff, but at the same time, I don't think you should hold a magnifying on only them, right? Like. <laughs> But yeah, I, th I think there's a too emotional and not emotional enough switch. 
Yep. <laughs> we just kind of condition ourselves, you know, to the, mm-hmm. the situation that we're in. And like you said, when you're deployed, you, you condition yourself to not, you know, to put those emotions and those feelings aside because you ain't got time for that shit. Yep. You know, you got to you got to get a mission. You got something fucking that you're looking forward to. You got an objective. You got, you know, a target in mind or whatever the case may be. But yeah, when you come home to the home front, man, that conditioning sometimes takes a little time to, to wear off, if, if, if you will. Yeah. Miss Fester said something that, you know, I, I can relate to, too. Uh, Miss Fester is Mama P, for those who don't know. Um, she said, I'm in the same boat if I had made him go to the hospital sooner talking about um, Uncle Fester. And, you know, my mom feels so guilty about me having Crohn's and people are like, why? It's it's not. Yes, actually, it is. It is genetic. Um, one parent has to have the gene and carry it on. And she thinks that it's her fault. And I'm like, look, we don't know whose fault it is first. <laughs> um, and I said, secondly, you know, mine probably is environmental. Cause I was like, and, but she was like, you had a lot of stomach issues growing up. And she's like, maybe, you know, the doctors didn't find it then. And maybe blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, look, I was like, it could have happened here. It could have happened in Iraq. It could have happened in fuck anywhere. I was like, you can't blame yourself. I was like, you're not in control of this, that, or the other. She's like, yeah, but. Yeah, but. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but what? You know, so. I just, uh, yeah, there's some things you can't control. And there's some things you just cannot uh, dwell on. You just can't. You don't need to do it. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at my keyboard. Something looked odd on it. That's what I was. Anyway, um, but yeah, that's a, that's another thing I see a lot is the the guilt of I should have made them go or or I shouldn't have had kids or I should have looked into things harder. You know, there are so many reasons to have guilt, but there's so many reasons to not have guilt that you dwell on the reason for having guilt. Makes sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We got so dark, man. <laughs> and it's so good because we open the door, man. I think we open the door to some in-depth veteran shit that we don't, you know, touch on sometimes. Well, well how appropriate to get dark on Halloween weekend, dude. Like <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, you're 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 right. I, I don't think enough people talk about that enough. I mean, you're talking about, you know, the investigators and all that, and I think about People from like before the seventies, old people before the seventies, right? Like how many of them had emotion? Very fucking few. <laughs> it was either angry, pissed off, or happy or blank. Like that's that's all I ever seen my grandpa. Like the only time I seen him cry was when uh his mom died. And my mom said she had seen him cry another time. The only time I ever seen him emotional was when his mom died. And all the other times was either he was drinking and pissed off or telling lies <laughs> and laughing. <laughs> or he was just sitting there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. A cat bird. That's what he called him. A cat bird. <laughs> Go get me a pack of cigarettes and narrow my bed. Okay. <laughs> oh hell you know what it is 
Mm-hmm. I'm talking about this because I'm sober. I'll be goddamn. <laughs> That's what it is. You got the feels going. <laughs> My grandpa would have been like, heck, big I wish we'd recorded that shit, man. Y'all to love some of the stories he had. Fucking make your roll. And out of nowhere, we'd all be sitting there, man. Especially if he was drinking, right? He would be quiet. Quiet as all could be. All of a sudden, and we'd all fucking jump. Like, what the hell? My mom's probably going to run in here in a minute. What are you yelling about? Talking about grandpa. <laughs> he had nicknames for everybody, dude. My grandma was a Wootsie, named after an owl, if anybody remembers that. I don't want to say my mom's nickname. Um, I was Catbird. He named, he named my brother Chipmunk. Like, there was a man that uh, owned the store up near his house where he'd go get his cigarettes and beer and whatever. And, and he called him the devil. I'm not joking. Go up there at the devil's and get me a case of beer, I reckon. Get me some carton of cigarettes. Had somebody called Yogi, like Yogi Bear. Not not the cartoon kids. It, it, that was a baseball player. Um, yeah, I got you. He was yeah. a bad mofo. Yeah. Uh, God, the, the list is never ending. I, I can't name them all. But yeah. I don't get called catbird no more. If you don't know what a catbird is, that is an actual bird. <laughs> Very fast bird. You can imagine why my grandpa called me that when I was not disabled. <laughs> Luckily, he didn't get to see this side. <laughs> oh, man. Crazy as fuck. Everything. I mean, he was he was your typical... 80 year old of that era, you know, Yep. there's, there's things I don't approve of and my mom don't approve of, but he could tell some stories filtered with lies and make you laugh until you fucking cried. Like, <laughs> I swear I miss that shit. We was actually talking about, we wish we had a recorder back then to record him or had to wear was all I should say to record, you know, all those stories. I can't remember shit, man. Like, I remember bits and bobs of stories. That's about it. <clears throat> He's the one I told you that made the shine. And there was one time he had so much money. He couldn't, uh, he could not fold his billful. Oh, damn. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> having so much money in your wallet billful. You can't <laughs> fold the motherfucker. <laughs> like, I told mama one, actually we were talking yesterday because we got chickens now and, uh, it's, it's funny. DV6 doesn't realize my background half the time, even though he knows my fucking background. He knows we done the <laughs> gardens and shit. And, uh, we were talking the other day and, uh, I was like, it's an, it amazes me that y'all had hogs and chickens and, down near 16,000 acres of fucking gardens and canned and shine and wine. I said, it amazes me. Grandpa never turned it into an actual business. She was like, I know. She said, we had so much canned stuff 
that he would literally give it away, canned and cured and stuff like that. He would give it away. They had so much of the shit. <laughs> they had to give it away. And she, she said, we had plenty. We had plenty. She said they'd can sausage and all that, you know? And, uh, she said where they lived up near Virginia on the North Carolina, Virginia line, <clears throat> this house is tore down now. It ain't, it ain't there anymore. Um, but anyway, before the track and trailer ran into it, guess that's an actual story. Um, <laughs> before the track and trailer ran into it, they had, uh, in the kitchen, they had the sink with, it wasn't cupboards, but it had the cloth that you pull back about like a curtain. She said, you pull it back and it was just a line of fucking canned goods. She said, everything you could think of from sausage to tomatoes, potatoes, beans, beets, squash, melt, you name it. It was fucking in there. And she was like, we had to give it to people he worked with and family and his brothers and his sisters and his mama and you <laughs> name it. I was like, and he never turned it into a biscuit. No. I was like, imagine if we had that today. She went, I know. Because <laughs> they did. They done the hogs and the chickens and I, I think they done a few other things and he got out there. I call it a meat house, but it was like a little shack. He'd hang the meat and cure it and all that good shit. And I'm like, Damn. It's funny. I don't think they're the canning stuff is the thing of the past. You don't hear too many people. I mean, you still hear people doing it, but not mm-hmm. as often as they did back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Well, the reason I brought up DV6 is because him and Google were up there at the farm doing tomatoes. And he asked me, he said, ask your mom after I just told him how to do his tomato juice and tomatoes. <laughs> he said, ask your mom. And he went and I was like, okay. So I got my mom in here. I shit you not verbatim. She told him exactly what I fucking said. And I was like, this motherfucker right here. I was like, he acts like, I don't know shit. Like I didn't grow up doing this shit. Like I remember sitting in the fucking living room, snapping and stringing beans, dude. Mm-hmm. Fucking bushels. Yes, and for kids that don't know what a goddamn bushel is, it's a fuck ton. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for your hands when you're that little too. Because it never ends. I'm gonna say like I miss doing that because I was around mama and grandma and grandpa and all them. But I don't miss stringing them fucking beans and snapping them little <laughs> bitches because some of them was hard as fuck. Especially them little fucking they they aren't jumbo and they aren't baby ones. So they're like in the middle and they're they're fucking ripe. They're good to eat. But snapping them bitches, I'm gonna tell you what. <laughs> Boy, and shucking corn. Fuck shucking corn. Mm-hmm. I hate oh, shuck. Dude, I hate that shit. I, I probably couldn't do it now because of my fucking arthritis. But back in the day, man, you pop that fucking cob and then you pull them fucking bitches down and half of it wouldn't come with it, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then you see your grandma and grandpa over there just going through it like it's fucking paper. And I'm like, what, what am I doing wrong? Right, <laughs> and my mom still she's got that food processor, but it doesn't do it right when she does slaw or anything, um, kraut anything. She still fucking cuts up cabbage and lettuce by hand, and I'm like, Mama, mm-hmm. why? She's like, it won't do it right. I was like, but Mama. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mag44 says, had an uncle that canned everything from his garden after he passed, still found his jars of canned tomatoes and beans. <laughs> Dude, it's funny you say that when we got rid of my grandpa's house um, after he had passed, because um, we couldn't afford the fucking funeral. <laughs> um, talked about funerals earlier. <laughs> right. But uh, we had so many cans that we had to throw away. It was mason jars for people that think we're talking like store cans. We're not. <laughs> um, and some of it had been in there so long. Not only were the, you know, it covered in dirt and dust, but it was turning yellow. Because <laughs> oh, I guess, you know, he was old and he was like, oh, I'll just get it next year. Right. No, nah, he never got it next year. <laughs> next year never fucking came. Like, <laughs> God damn. But man, I'll tell you one thing I miss that we used to can constantly is canned beets. Oh my God. You ain't had a beet unless it's a canned beet. And I'm talking about real beets from the garden, chopped up, put in a mason jar with some spices and some other things and can. Oh my, oh dude, put it in a refrigerator for a little bit, get it out, let it sit there for about five minutes and and bring that temperature down where it's cold, but it's not ice cold. Oh, dang. And drink that beet juice, man. Oh, fuck. Oh, mm, orgasm in your mouth, motherfucker. Like shit. Don't drink and eat too much of it because you'll piss red and you'll think you're bleeding. I will tell you that. Because when you a kid at five years old and you got, Mama, I got to pee. Well, go pee. And all this red urine comes out. <laughs> your heart sinks and you start, oh, my baby's red. <laughs> and then your mom's like, well, if the next time it's red, we'll take you to the hospital. And then she goes, you can't have no more beats until tomorrow. And then you find out it's the damn beats. You're like, oh shit, are beats bad for me? <laughs> yeah, dude, that that actually happened to me. <laughs> we actually talked about that the other day too. You guys ever had crab apple jelly? Hell, not. I've heard of it. I've never had it. I don't think crab apples are small anyway. And it takes yep. a dude. I said a fuck ton earlier. We're talking about fuck time <laughs> times like a hundred. It takes a shit ton of crab apples. No joke. But that is some of the best apple jelly I've ever had. Is crab apple jelly. I had. Oh man. <clears throat> My mom made some a few years ago, before you know Crohn's tried to kill me, and I walked in. <sighs> And she said, here, try this. And she handed me a piece of toast with jelly on it. And I was like, damn, that's good. What is that? She went, that's crab apple. I went, what? Shit, you got to make more of that. And she went, you want to do the apples? <laughs> I was like, nah, we good. We good, mom. I love you. <laughs> I want me a homemade. The only kind of apple trees we have up here is the crab apple trees. So, yeah. I remember going in my grandpa's backyard, man, when they were ripe and you see that one that's on the tip, but you can't reach it. And you take a stick <laughs> and you try to beat it down. And by the time you got it down, it had so many bruises in it. You didn't want to, <laughs> excuse me. You didn't want to eat the damn thing. It's all bruised and battered and chipped up. And I tell you what, it seems like crab apples are world's worst for worms. Mm-hmm. I've seen more crab apples have worms in them than granny smiths or delicious or anything like that like i'll tell you what the moose don't give a shit 
Oh, hell no. <laughs> Don't nothing give a shit. Uh, or the bears. <laughs> that was the thing about that crab apple tree over at my grandpa's, man. Like, when they fell to the ground and they got they got brown, but they weren't completely mushy, the mm-hmm. deer would come out in droves, man. Like, Oh, yeah. If I'd been older at that time and knew how to fucking hunt, <laughs> I wouldn't need to hunt. I would just use the fucking crab apple tree <laughs> right. season, man. <laughs> like, picking bastards off. <laughs> fucking get me five in one shot. <laughs> Damn. Hell yeah. Oh, man. And we were talking about that the other day, man. You remember people, old people used to, because it had to do with keeping a, a pest off. And I can't remember the pest, but they'd paint white paint about halfway up the tree and you'd see a whole line of fucking apple trees, Mm -hmm. man. Usually it was usually apple trees and it'd be painted white on the trunk about halfway up. And mama said that, uh, her mother-in-law still does that. And I was like, I hate to tell her, but paint don't have lead in it anymore. So it's (laughs) pretty pointless to do it. I was like, it was the lead in the paint. It wasn't the paint. It was the lead, (laughs) but yeah, there's actually a, a place that still does that. I think it's out of tradition because they, if they just let, you know, the weather have at it, it'd look like shit with those blotches of white on there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yes, Mac 44 beats, canned beats are the fucking best. We got Google in here who's been quiet this whole time because we've been talking. That's right. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, I, I miss you. That's I can do. We're not I miss you, Google. I've been meaning to like get on here, but you know, bullshit. You hated us. Mm-hmm. We just like class citizens. <laughs> she, no. said, she said, oh, "Fuck God. them assholes." <laughs> Look, while you guys were talking, I was trying to get some more homework done. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life. Oh me! <laughs> and then it all, and then everything gets thrown into a hot mess. <laughs> Hey, isn't like that what today. we are the epitome of? Hot mess lies. <laughs> mm. Right? We should make a new shirt. HML. Hot mess lies. Oh, man. I'm going to fucking hell if there's one there. <laughs> well, that's still debatable. <laughs> Wait, I did forget something. Wataiwoodturning.com. JJ does gauges now. For your ears, for people that don't know what gauges are. <laughs> for what? <laughs> also, he can laser engrave just oh, about okay. anything. So if you need anything laser engraved, hit him up. That's com, And he does gauges, the things that go in your earlobes, not the things that go in your dashboard or your air pump. Or... <laughs> I have a few friends that wear gauges. And I'm not going to lie. When I was younger, I almost done gauges. I almost done it, but I was like, nope. I sort of wished I had. Jesus. Could you imagine me today with gauges? Oh, my God. I mean, (laughs) back when I was younger, I probably could have pulled it off today. I don't think I could. I don't know if I if I wore my little fucking if I wore my hats that I wear my fucking um, I call them paper boy and newspaper uh, newsboy hats. But if I wore those and my and my shades, I think I might be able to pull it off. Get my harmonica out, 
with my gauges in. Oh, yeah. Mm. I might have a new look. Mm. Oh, my God. Look, I'll... I'll got a hold of him. <laughs> Mama can pet her now. Did I tell you guys that? Uh-uh. Yeah, so Mama can pet Scooby now. She lets her scoot, uh, pet her. Yay. Like, full-on hand going from the head down. Just caress, I guess. Couple, whatever. Um... <laughs> I don't, I don't know what else you call it when you do it to a bird. Um, but she lets her pet her and she, she loves it. Like you can tell. I told her, I was like, you should let her see if she'll step on your uh, fingers. And she went one step at a time. And I'm like, God, it's been a fucking year and a half. What the fuck? Two years. How long has it been? How long has it been since they brought me uh, Scooby? I want to know what else funny has been happening at DV Farm. Oh, Lois has the best stories for us. We get into that really quick, though, before she does. I got to tell you what I got the other day in the mail. So ever since I was, uh, I'd seen the movie. My mom was going to get me one, but she didn't because she's afraid of dolls, especially this one. So. I purchased a child's play good guys Chucky doll. <laughs> and it's the full oh size and that some bitch is heavy. Like it's a it's a it's like the size of a fucking four year old dude. It's fucking heavy. <laughs> and it showed up the other day and my mom came in, she brought the box and I seen it. I seen it said child's play on the side of it and I went, Oh shit, I know what that is. And she walked away and she came back. I went, You ain't gonna like it. She went, you didn't. I was like, what? She went, you got a fucking Chucky doll, didn't you? (laughs) I said, but mama. She went, we ain't opening that damn box. I said, look. I compromised with her. I said, look, let's take it out of the box. Let me at least look at it. Make sure nothing's wrong with it. Take some pictures and you can put it back in the box. I didn't think I was going to be able to get her to take the pictures. So she gets it out. She gets over here and puts it against the door and I start laughing. She said, what? And I couldn't hold it back. I was just fucking all outright fucking laughing. And I was like, you know, if I had a way right now, she said, no, you fucking wouldn't. I said, yes. I said, I would make that motherfucker move right now while you got my fucking phone in your hand. Get ready to take a damn picture. <laughs> she said, and make me piss myself and have a heart attack. I said, you damn right. I said, it'd be worth every fucking second. Oh, God. Because <laughs> I was about to lose it. Like, I, I was... I did lose it. And she was red laughing because she knew. She knew I would do it. And I'm that asshole son that would fucking do it. So now I'm thinking about getting the cheaper plush doll. <laughs> oh, my God. And getting some fishing wire. <laughs> oh, I'm wow. think I'm thinking so hard about it, dude. You don't even know. Like, fix it to where, like, when she walks in, like, it falls. Because that's Chucky's thing. He'll be sitting on something and he'll fall and make people pick him up. <laughs> and I'm so close to doing it. You guys don't know. Like, I want to so bad. Have him sit on an RC car and run it for sure. Dude. Oh, she would go beyond killing me. Like, we would. There, there were, will no 
no longer be a radio show. I was going to say, TV radio would no longer exist. Like, <laughs> like you would guys, you guys would have to find an alternative. <laughs> Oh my god! I, I'm thinking seriously about it. Like, I, you you don't know. <laughs> Does it talk though? Well, not yet. <laughs> I, and I also, I got the medallion, <laughs> and and I got the replica batteries that comes with the good guy dolls <laughs> in the movie. Look, you guys don't know how much I love Chucky, all right? Like, he was my idol growing up, all right? <laughs> I'll be your friend to the end. hi yo. My God. <laughs> I have the Chucky Adult font. Has nothing better to do. Look, I bought the fucking Chucky font for fuck's sake, all right? Like... <laughs> Because Bo has nothing better to do. I'm a fanboy. I mess with his mom. I hey, if I can get that on camera, <laughs> don't don't lie, Google. You would love to see that. You would love to see her reaction, though. It'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funnier than watching her try to get Yogi to the shower. Oh, Jesus. That was fucking hilarious. Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. And then Scooby over there. Come here. Come here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to let Google talk, and I'm going to piss because I'm about to piss myself because I've had way too much to drink. No, I'm not drinking alcohol. I just had a Dr. Pepper and a body armor, and I really shouldn't have done that back to back. Hmm. And I'm laughing because I'm thinking about scaring the shit out of my mom. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll let you go ahead. Sorry. Because you have nothing better to do. Hey, you still love me. I know. Um, I don't even know where to start. Like, just in the past few days alone, so much crazy stuff has happened. Like, it's mm -hmm. insane. So, all right, start with Wednesday, because that's when all this other crazy stuff happened. So on Wednesday, I had to take a midterm for one of my classes. And, but it wasn't until like six o'clock at night and it was going to be online so I could do it at home. So I had six drive me to school so I wouldn't have to like crash trying to get to school on time in the morning. Um, <laughs> that's a whole other story. My, my drive into school yesterday, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday that I thought it was doing really good on time. And next thing I know, it shows that I'm not getting there until almost nine o'clock. I'm like, and I have to have a horse tacked up and ready to go by nine. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like, I swear I only pulled over for like five minutes. Nope. <laughs> it's definitely more than five minutes. <laughs> oh my God, this happens a lot. So, like, I am still, I'm just as bad in the morning mornings as I have always been um which is not helpful when you have to be there at 8 30 so so that was that was yesterday that I like I lost an hour I'm like hmm 
it's insane. So on Wednesday, I had six drive me to school. We don't get home. We finally got home. It was like 5.15 at night, right? And so I'm like, okay, I've got enough time to like go and get the barn done and then get back inside, change, and take this midterm. And then something happened. We've had a fox that's been coming around for the past like two months and has taken out at least 15 of our chickens. So we're down to maybe like nine chickens now. So we have left the chickens in on Wednesday. So we got home 5.15. We get out. Six and I put the ducks away. I go down to the barn and then Six lets the dogs out. And next thing I know is Six yelling on the radio, Fox, Fox, he's headed your way. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I see a scraggly looking fox running through the barn with Storm right on his tail. (laughs) And as soon as he gets, as soon as the fox saw me, he banged a left. I don't know why. He went under the stairs in the barn, boxed himself in. Storm is right behind him, and he sticks his head like in between the side of the Kwanzaa hut and the and the back of the tack room. <laughs> and when Storm backs up, he's got the freaking fox by the throat. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! I was like, and this is within Fuck five minutes chickens, of William. us getting home. And this is within five minutes of us getting home. <laughs> so storm, storm killed the fox, which is awesome. I'm like, holy shit! Then we find out. I'm like, man, this fucking thing like stinks, like really super bad. Then it dawned on us. The fox had gotten skunked within the last, like, two or three days before Storm killed it. So now both the dogs have the skunk smell on them and the oil. And I'm like, I have to take a midterm. (laughs) Like, I don't have time to deal with this right now. So I started my midterm late. I finished with like 30 seconds to go because it was, it's like six is in and out of the house and then he's doing this and then he's doing that. Then he's like, how come, what can we do to like get rid of the skunk smell? Like what's the, what's the combination of stuff? I'm like, oh my God, like I'm trying to take a midterm here. <laughs> like I cannot fail this thing. Right. <laughs> so, so he got them de-skunked. Um, for the most part, anyway, they still smell a little bit, but I mean, you can only get so much off, I feel like. Um, and then now it's like 11 o'clock at night, six is in bed. I'm ready to go up to go to bed. And I got upstairs and I'm like, I'm still trying to figure out because we realized that Storm had like cut himself or had been bit by the fox before he killed it. But we have no idea where this cut is. And then I then I told Six, no, Six goes, it's 11 o'clock at night. He's half asleep, mind you. And he's like, well, at least he's got, like, his rabies booster and stuff. I'm like, uh, <laughs> no, he doesn't because we couldn't do any vaccines for him because of the ITP. And he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like this is insane. 
So Thursday, I'm driving to school, and I had set an alarm to remind me to call the vet because I knew that if I didn't call the vet before I went to class, that I would not, like, call. So I'm on my way to school, and I call them, and they're like, yeah, he should probably come in and at least mm. get checked out, and then we'll talk about doing a baby booster and i'm like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> so we got him we got we got him an appointment at three yes on thursday afternoon and so i had to call six i'm like he's got to be there at three like i will meet you there because now i'm at school six is at home and so oh backtrack we ended up buying a truck because we realized that we needed two vehicles with me being in school <laughs> so <laughs> that's another story for another day but <laughs> so so he's like all right well the chickens will have to stay out so hopefully that fox that storm kills was the only one that was around here otherwise we'll come back to dead chickens i'm like oh, great <laughs> so Storm apparently on Thursday decided that he was not in the mood to play. And so even though everything was perfect, he wasn't riled up before we gave him the sedation. Everything was fine. Um, he just wasn't going to go to sleep. He was like, nope, not doing it. Not today. And I'm like, this is really not good. Like this dog has to go to sleep because they're not going to be able to look for a freaking cut. Unless he's asleep. An hour after we gave him the sedation, six went inside and he's like, is there any way we like can give him more? Like, it's not working. It's not making a difference. So then the vet comes out and talks to him and she's like, he's, he has the same thing. He's like, it's like, can we like maybe give him some more so like, you know, he'll go to sleep. And she's like, well, he already gets twice as much as what a normal dog of his size and weight would get. <laughs> She's like, I really can't give him anything more than what he's gotten. And I'm like, oh my God, this little freaking dog. All right, Wardog, you're going to have to fess up some of your LSD tabs, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ, this freaking dog, right? So, so then we're like, okay, well, at least we'll get him the rabies shot. So that was a whole ordeal too. It meant that she had to come outside, walk all the way around the parking lot to come from behind him while I'm laying next to Storm on the blanket with mm -hmm. my arm like wrapped around his neck <laughs> so that even if he tried to move, he wouldn't have been able to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, this is insane. Like, the, I don't understand how a dog can just like fight the sedation as much as he does. He I don't is, get it. He is the like, dog version of Steve O. Like, <laughs> like, I don't understand. <laughs> I really don't understand. So we managed to get the rabies into him. Um, the vet was like, okay, so if you're able to, if you can, like, figure out where the cut is, just take a picture of it and send it to, to me, and let, you know, <laughs> so we can figure out what to do. I'm like, okay. So there I am <laughs> trying to look in Storm's mouth while he's 
sedated. He was like sleepy, but not really like groggy. He was not going to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> so, but when she came up behind him to give him the rabies, he started growling. <laughs> I'm like, so when he barked, so when he barked, it was more of a yeah, like like he started growling, and I'm like, Storm, it'll take two seconds. <laughs> so I managed to look in his mouth, and it looks like he just cut his own gums, but it was like, or like he must have bit his own gums. Um, when he killed the fox, <laughs> it's the only thing we can think of. <laughs> so it'll heal on its own, but still, I'm like, and then I, <laughs> I, so we got the picture, six went inside, showed it to them and then came back out and he comes back out and now Storm is asleep. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> this is not helpful. Jesus. <laughs> He decided, he was like, I don't know. Sora must have been like, okay, they're all done with me. I can go to sleep now. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so then we had to wait for him to snooze for long enough before trying to get him up <laughs> so that he wasn't all like wobbly walking to the car. That would have been I'm hilarious like, <laughs> if he'd done that. <laughs> He's done it before. He's Drunk done it storm before. on the loose. <laughs> like, like we've had it before where we've had to force Storm to get up to walk to the car and he's all like drunk walking. <laughs> you got to videotape that next time. Oh, man. It's just like, but this dog, like I said, I don't know how he can fight the sedation as much as he does, especially when he's already getting twice as much that what he's supposed to be. I've never like, fault sedation or I've, I've never fault sedation or any type of uh, anesthesia, but every time I wake up at some point during whatever procedure they're doing and they have to give me more every fuck. It's like when I had my lithotripsy, I counted from my, my memory. I counted four times during this lithotripsy that she gave me. Oh, man the shit and it it's a mixture of stuff but i'm like if i'm doing that and storm's doing that are we like <laughs> compatible genetic wise like <laughs> right like there would have there was something else that they could have given him but then that would have meant give it to him and they'd have to monitor him for like the next 12 hours yeah. and we're like yeah that's not going to work yeah, I mean, it's already expensive enough to take a dog some to a vet. Yeah. So that, on top of the twelve-hour wait, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, like I, said, I don't understand this dog. He like he fights this shit like nobody's business. So finally, we got him. We got him up, and we go home. And like the rest of the evening was pretty quiet last night. <laughs> then, or two nights ago. Then yesterday, six has a VA appointment with his dog. Uh-oh. I have school. So I go to school. I took Storm with me because I couldn't leave him home by himself because he had gotten the rabies. So we're like, now we've got to watch him just in case that was the cause of the ITP crisis the first time around. Um, you know, like, God forbid. But he's fine, which is good. <laughs> um, and then Six had taken Gabby and Tank with him. And dropped Gabby off at the babysitter down the hill, <laughs> which is really funny, too. 
Um, and his appointment is at like 1030. I don't hear anything from him. I don't, I got out of class at like 12. And so I texted him probably at like 1230 and I'm like, Hey, I'm like on my way home and just whatever. He's like, I'm still sitting at the VA. I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, my doc wants to do an x-ray of my back. I'm like, why? Like, I know his back has been hurting, but that's like not the top priority in this whole I'm in pain situation. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what? I'm like, okay, so like, how long is this going to be? He's like, well, I don't know, because I have Gabby. I'm like, so what you're saying is you need me to go to the VA and meet you there? He's like, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. So instead of me going home, I then took the two-hour drive to the VA. And I'm like, well, I guess we're not getting home early tonight. So everything that I was going to do this afternoon is not going to happen. Um <laughs> One of my favorite things about Six that people don't realize because they don't interact with him on a daily basis is instead of asking anybody to do anything, he does this long about explanation on what he's doing just for you to say, do you need me to do this? right he does it with all of us i know i was gonna yell at him for that but (laughs) then i'm almost almost there i'm almost at the va i've got one one turn left to go before i have to turn right into the va parking lot and he sent me a text and he's like remember when we were talking about sugar gliders they were like they weren't that expensive they were only like 15 to 20 dollars well they've got a few here tank no sorry (laughs) <laughs> that sounded like something six would say <laughs> exactly like that too. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> six goes six goes they have the sugar gliders here so i call them i'm like what do you mean they have sugar gliders here well i'm at the pet store i'm like you told me you were at the va well I'm, well i've been waiting where else am i gonna wait i'm like you said you were at the va i am almost there if you had told me you were at the pet store i would have met you at the pet store and he's like well why would i be saving you a park spot next to my truck at the va i'm like i don't know maybe so you don't have to like come find me (laughs) right (laughs) yep so we go to the pet store and then by the time we got to the VA, like he went in and got his x-ray done. So he's reading the notes today from his doctor and tank. <laughs> we're getting, to, we're getting to the tank part of the story. Don't worry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's reading the notes today from his doctor <clears throat> and his doctor put like, Oh, you've been doing really good. With, you know, like, your cholesterol is normal, and Six is in his head, he's like, and I know, like, Six has not been taking his cholesterol meds in, like, a few months now. (laughs) So I got to edit that out so the VA doesn't hear that one. (laughs) And then it says, then it says that he's, he's doing really good, losing weight, and his doctor is very proud of him for that. The part that his doctor didn't put in the notes is that Six has lost weight because he is in pain, and when he is in pain, he is not eating. Yeah. 
But nothing about the pain in there. Nothing. He mentioned it like several times to his doc. Like, mm, you know, like I'm really not doing good here. But no, no. I'm like, oh, so your doctor has selective hearing. <laughs> I hate this new doctor for like, those reasons. Like he, he pays uh, attention he, to what's good, but not the bad part of what <clears throat> the good is. Right. I asked six, I was like, did you tell him about your foot? He goes, no, we didn't get there yet. We didn't get that far down. I'm like, normally when you're in, like when you're going through symptoms and stuff where you're in pain and stuff, you go top, like from, from top to bottom. So you can keep track of what you have already covered. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like, I don't even know how long he saw his doc for but so, like his doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, they covered the back part. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this new doc at so, all from what you, and I, not, what you and I yeah. talked about and what Six and I talked about. I don't like it at all. Like, Yeah, he's got to go. Th- this, is, like, this, is what, this is where issues and problems come from. Doctors like him. Right. And, and I get it. Like there's the new protocols that the VA has and he's like, I'll do everything by the book. I'm like, no, you really well, don't. Well, it's like, like we, we were asking about implants for me, teeth implants, and supposedly the VA will do it. Well, they called the other day and I don't know why she didn't tell me, I guess I was asleep or something, but she had forgotten, told me the other day, uh, just yesterday she said that they called and they said that I have to come in for an examination. And I'm like, what, what for? I have no fucking teeth. What, what are you going to examine? <laughs> My fucking gums. There's nothing there, but fucking gum. <laughs> There's no fucking teeth. <laughs> what the fuck are you examining? I mean, seriously, what are you going to examine? Oh my god! For teeth implants, when there's no fucking teeth. <laughs> the way like, you say it, man, damn. They might I mean, want to look at the bone structure itself. No, they just but that they doesn't just, even make a difference. Yeah, they were just like we just we just have to have a typical examination, and I'm like, what, what, what? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. If if. I'm going if I if they call back, I'm gonna be like, "What are you examining exactly? Why do I need to get that examined when I oh literally have a dentist here close to me that can do it and tell you exactly what needs to be done?" Like, yeah, right. Because I'm not going through the VA to get them. You can pay for them, but I ain't going through them to get them. Y'all, <laughs> fuck y'all. Y'all already fucking fucked a colonoscopy up. I hate to see y'all do fucking oh teeth implants. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Stuff. That's why. That's that's why when I had to get my appendix out, I'm glad that the VA couldn't do it because their fucking surgeon wasn't available. Well, my gallbladder and appendix uh, append, appendectomy, excuse me, weren't emergency operations, so they didn't cover mine. Well, they weren't going to cover mine either because I was transported from the. B-A-E-R to a, to a local ER. They said I could have went. And that, const- that doesn't make it an emergency anymore. Well, they said I could have made it. They said I could have made it down to their emergency department. I was like, no. <laughs> I couldn't. Oh, hours away? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Like two hours away. I was like, no, I can't. You could you could have actually. Well, yeah, you would have had to do paperwork to fight that. Mm, well, I, we did. Is that okay? Because that's we what did. I did. I was like, like, like in my rebuttal, I was like, your hospital transferred me from their ER. Because there was no surgical team Mm -hmm. that they could get a hold of, (laughs) and therefore I had to go to another. Like, like they put me in an ambulance and transferred me from the VA ER to the local ER, (laughs) so I could have the surgery. And now you're telling me that it's not covered because it's no longer considered an emergency when you're the one that transferred me, right? Yeah, they. I hate their stupid rules. Their rule is, I think it's like 72 hours after you're in the ER, you have to tell them that you're in the ER, right? So they can deem it. Well, that's what it is here. I don't know. It might be different up there. It it might vary state to state. I don't know. Anyway, my mom calls me, hey, Bo's in the hospital, blah, 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 blah. He's got to have surgery, blah, 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 blah. Okay. I get a bill in the mail. I'm like, the fuck's this shit? What? They do not deem appendis, app, appendectomies and my rotten gallbladder, literally fucking rotten, the fucking doctor's fucking words, an emergency. Even though I was sitting here feeling like I was dying. <laughs> right. You know, and he said the only thing that probably saved me from the uh, appendix bursting <clears throat> was um, something was wrapped around it i forget what it was and i was like really it it wasn't good or bad as far as whatever was wrapped around i was like really that saved me like seriously he's a great doctor he's best surgeon i've ever had Um, (laughs) i mean he saved my life twice (laughs) and he's and he fixed a a hernia that i had that i didn't know i had (laughs) Nice. i was like what the fuck but uh because oh that was a three-in-one well, I had the appendectomy and no, I had the gallbladder first. That's what I had first. And then I had the appendectomy. And I think it was during my appendectomy that he fixed the hernia because yeah. my mom said it took way longer than it should have. And he came out there and she was the only one in the uh, surgery surgery waiting room. And she was like, he stood there and he right. talked to me and he explained everything and said you had a hernia and he went ahead and fixed that <laughs> since it took so long anyway. And he was so nice oh and God. sweet. And I was like, I know, I love him. Like we need more surgeons like him. <laughs> He's the surgeon, Google, I told you where we missed we didn't miss a payment. We missed the date of the payment and we didn't get it in on that date that we'd been getting it in. And his nurse called and was so upset and worried that something had happened. She didn't care about the money. She was like, honey, don't you worry about that money. I was just wanting to make sure you were okay. And this was like a year after, right? I was like, thank you. Like, never oh, had, oh never, God. never had a doctor not give a shit about money. <laughs> Oh my God. She was. She was like, sweetie, I am just so happy you are okay. I was so worried something happened to you. That's so crazy. All right. Dr. Um, Peterson. That's his name. What one of the, the one of the positives that six I guess it's positive that six learned, but it's not even really a positive about from his VA visit yesterday was that 
Um, apparently, if there is no living will, then, and he needed one, like, I would not be able to make a decision for him. Wait, say that again? Even So, so say, like, something happens and Six ends up in the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. At the VA. I cannot make decisions for him if he is incapacitated unless he has a living will. Since when, when did even though we're married, that? even though we're married, that's what the VA told him. When even though we are married, that? I don't know. And, but it's, but it's because there are um, like husbands who don't want their wife making decisions for them. Their wives who don't want their husbands making decisions for them. And I'm, and we're both on the same page. We're like the, and those people should fill one out. Mm-hmm. Like the, the rest of us do it because they want to be special. I mean, my mom's my power of attorney, but I mean, we've never been told, hey, blah, 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 blah. We've never been told that. Right. You know, and, that, and that's kind of funny because it just happened Thursday night. The buddy of mine, that buddy that passed away, they basically told mm. <clears throat> they basically told his wife that he's not going to recover, that he's in a coma, you know, and that he wasn't going to recover from it. And if he were to have another heart attack, that he would basically, they could do chest compressions and that'd be about it. So do they want to keep the fucking, you know, him plugged in? And, you know, she's on the phone with me and I said, you already know what Joe wants. I said, I do have a copy of the living will. Don't get me wrong. I had, I mean, I was the executor of it, but she made the call right there. She goes, no, he doesn't want to be a vegetable. Yeah. That's that's kind of weird. they told six that I would not be able to make that decision. You think it's that VA particularly or certain VAs or that's possible. Maybe different from state to state. Yeah. I want to put that on. Yeah. Cause I, now I do know that you can have a civilian power of attorney and one through the vet, uh, through the VA. You can have two separate power of attorneys. I do know that. Because they've asked me, they're like, do you want a power of attorney or a living will? And I'm like, nope. Because <laughs> there ain't nobody getting my shit except my mom and brother, at least right now. Like, <laughs> right? who the fuck else am it I going to give my shit to? I mean, seriously. <laughs> it is a good point. I need to do my will because. Yeah. I mean, you've got kids, you've got six. So, yeah, you, you and six need to do one. Yeah, I know. Me, on the other hand, psh- <laughs> Who the fuck's gonna give a shit? <laughs> I know, I know. But anyway, well, if I stay off Facebook, I can, I'll have all the kids <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah, six, six was like, let them know that, like, I mean, he's banned, so I don't know what the plan is. He's being used in my account. Oh, by the way, six is the one that I guess asked. A question this morning for you to you oh because he's using my account that's why i was like why is she asking me if i'm awake because you've never done that you're just like <laughs> message me and it sort of worried me because you asking me if i'm awake i'm like okay something's up <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, did- so, so that really was six We'll see the and internet. then you texted, and I'm like, "Why is he asking me for everything?" So yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, so so okay. The internet went completely fucking shitty 
at five o'clock exactly Thursday. And we had fucked up internet until early this morning. So I got that message later today and I was like, huh, I wonder if Google is okay. Cause she's never asked me if I'm awake. That was really strange. So I text you and I'm like, everything okay? Yeah. Just another shitty fucking day basically is what she said. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I, I got to sit here and I'm like, what the fuck did she need me for? I'm glad you told me it was six. <laughs> Cause I, I have, I've been sitting here going through everything going, why the fuck did she ask if I was awake? That is the oddest thing that's out of character, first off. <laughs> and it didn't dawn on me that it was six at all. Because so that that's was her pretty. exact words. It was, you awake, Bo, you awake, and then they tagged me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Google needs something. What's wrong? She's asking if I'm awake at almost 11 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was. Yeah. And like I said, it sort of worried me because I'm like out of character. She's never asked me that. Something's definitely fucked up. <laughs> right. All right. Moving along with our crazy freaking week so oh so we finally we have made it to friday so now we are on today no still friday sorry still oh friday God. so last <laughs> night last night it's like 10 30 at night i've already gone out got the horse tucked in gone upstairs abby downstairs and to go up and i look at tank and i see like he's got this scratch on the t on the top of his snout i'm like Okay, that's kind of weird. Like, maybe Gabby got him or something. I don't know. And he's laying down on the couch. I'm like, all right, Tank. You know, I'm like, I'm telling him I'm going to bed. Sometimes he'll come upstairs. Sometimes he doesn't. Well, d just the way he was laying on the couch, I'm like, he's not going to come upstairs. So I rubbed his head, and I moved my hand to the right side of his head, like, to come under his chin. And I feel something wet. I'm like... Did you lay in shit? Like, no, the couch is too far away. Gabby can't reach, like, the, the side of the couch where you're laying. Like, what is going on? So then I dried my hand on a paper towel, and I'm like, why is this red? Like, what is going on here? And I'm like, Tank, are you bleeding? I'm like, oh, my God. So I had to get Tank up. So then I used a paper towel, and I rubbed on that spot. Like, yeah, he was freaking bleeding. I'm like, what is going on? Like, oh my God, this dog has a cut on the side of his face and I don't even know about it. Like, I just found out because it is wet. So I got him cleaned up best I could. And then I wrote a note so I wouldn't forget. And I put it by the coffee pot. That way, at least six would also see it. So he could ask me about it when I'm awake, right? So... But I'm like, there's nothing I can do about it now. Like, I might as well just go to bed. It's not, like, bleeding profusely. It was just, like, enough to be concerned, but not enough to be, like, he needs to go see the doctor right now. Um, so I go to sleep. I get up this morning. I'm about to go get dressed. And Six is like, oh, I got to look at, at Tank's face. So I'm like, oh, that's right. He's got a cut or something on there. I was like, let me go get dressed and we'll, we'll look at it together, right? 
because <clears throat> I was like, he wasn't too thrilled with me, like, even cleaning it up last night. So when we go to look at it, again, it's wet. And I'm like, this, this is really weird because I know I cleaned it up last night. It would have scabbed all over, like, during the night. It shouldn't still be bleeding. Like, why is it still bleeding? And because he is a fucking lab and has all this goddamn fucking fur, it was really hard <laughs> to try to, like, move it all to the side and stuff to try to figure out, like, what where the cut was. And then he didn't eat his breakfast. He didn't finish his breakfast, at least. Um, like, he ate most of it but didn't finish it, which is out of character for Tank. Why? Because he is Mr. Fatty. <laughs> even though he's lost weight like normally he'll finish his food and if storm doesn't finish his own food then tank will finish storm's food <laughs> like so it's weird when tank does not finish his own food and so so we're like well we might as well like maybe call the vet and see see about that you know and like see if he can if we can get him in because it's not normal that he's not like eating. Um, and then 30 minutes later, Six comes running out here as fast as he could possibly run. Um, <laughs> and he's like, feel Storm, feel the top of Storm's head. There's something there, but like, I don't know what. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? So then I, I'm like picking at whatever like whatever crustiness was on top of Storm's head. Mind you, it was a scab that I, I didn't realize that it was a scab when I was picking at it. So then Storm has an open wound. And I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? Like, what did you do? <laughs> like, So we got Tank in to see the vet at like 3.45, That's which is around the time that Bo had texted me. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Like, I've got... <laughs> but... but when we were leaving the vet on Thursday, Six was like, all right, we'll see you in like five months for Storm's regular checkup. And one of the girls at the reception desk, she was like, yeah, unless the other dog. And he just looked at her like, don't you say the last word. Don't you fucking jinx us. <laughs> I know. And there I was today calling the vet. And on Thursday when I called, I was like, hi, this is so, so. I'm calling about Storm. <laughs> the guy's like, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> like he was, he's the, the manager over at the vet. And he was like, what happened? I'm like, well, <laughs> it's like, it's not like really bad. <laughs> and then today I'm calling. I'm like, hi, this is so, I'm, ta- I'm call- calling about tank this time. <laughs> Look, I don't care yeah. what city you guys move to. You could make that city flourish just by living there. <laughs> you and six and any animals. That's it. You could make a whole fucking city flourish, just you guys alone. (laughs) So so we get Tank to the vet, right? And now, mind you, we've been taking Storm here. Like, Tank's been there a couple times for, like, you know, he went there for his yearly checkup. And then he went once because he wasn't feeling good. So, like, we're trying to figure out what's going on, right? So this is really only like maybe the third or fourth time that they've seen him. 
and they all know who Storm is and how Storm cannot go inside. Like he, like Storm can go inside and get weighed, and that's about the extent of Storm being inside the building. Um, <laughs> so whereas Tank is like, oh, I'll go inside. Like this is great. I'm gonna go say hi to everybody. <laughs> so it's like two completely opposite dots. And so I'm in the I'm in the little waiting I'm in the little exam room right and I'm waiting for the vet sex to come back with the vet and I'm telling six I'm like he is just panting like he's ran a marathon he's not relaxing like I don't know what to do he's like we'll switch I'm like okay put put storm in the car and he's like I put him in the truck <laughs> I'm like okay that's fine um, and then I had to take Abby just so like he could focus on Hank. And then he calls me on the radio later and he's like, all right, they took him back to, um, so they could shave his, his neck and see what's going on. And I'm like, fantastic. Like this dog, <laughs> he's, he's got a shaved throat and like the size of his head. Um, and when they came back, I felt so bad because I'm looking at this. And she's like, no, it's not really bad. Like, he just has um, some, like, sore spots or, like, heat sores or whatever. I'm not even sure exactly. Um, but it's because when Six had to give them a bath to be de-skunked, <laughs> I guess Tank, because he has so much fur, didn't dry all the way. So a little bit of that moisture got onto the skin, started irritating it, and he started scratching it. And so now he's got, to me, it looks really bad. I just put it in the radio chat box on Facebook, by the way. Yeah, that looks um, it's way worse than I bet it probably actually is. Right. And so I'm like... Oh my God, like this poor dog. It's on both sides of his face. We can't put a cone on him because the cone would sit right where it is. <laughs> but he's like, poor so, but, but when I yelled, when I yelled, Tink, stop, he started, it started scratching. Like, you know what you could do, so Google? Hmm. You, you could do what we'd done for Daisy when that spot busted open where they said was cancer. Um, you could put some gauze and an ace bandage around it to keep him from actually doing anything with it. I tried to find a turtleneck, like, like a people turtleneck, mm -hmm. but I don't know. Like I couldn't find any on the way home today. That's what so. we, that's what we used for Daisy for, I think it was like two weeks until it got to the point where she did look at, she wouldn't like open it up. The skin actually, right. it, it looked great in like a week and a half. I think it was, but yeah, okay. that's what we I, done. We and, and just so you know, I think mama had put some petroleum jelly on it, on the gauze they to keep said, it from doing anything. So they said, um, we have to keep it dry. Yeah. We have antibiotics for him. We're increasing his Apoquel. Um, and Six was like, I feel so bad. And she's like, no, like this is quite common in labs because of all the fur. Mm -hmm. And it's even more common, like 
it's more prone to happen because Scout was like Scout had all that fucking fur. Yeah. He never had anything like that. And she was like, well, it's also like any dogs that already have like allergies or skin irritation, um, they're more prone to have this happen to them. And I'm like, this poor dog, like Tank, <laughs> Tank has been an Apoquel, which is an allergy medication. And when we took it off, when we, I took him off of it like a month ago and within two weeks, he had a wicked bad rash again. I'm like, I guess we're putting him back on it. <laughs> if you can find some of those, if you can find some of those nonstick galls, that might be yeah. the better alternative to, as opposed to obviously yeah, petroleum jelly, because we couldn't find those. And we they, had one, I think, and that was it. Right. And then they, um, they gave us like this powder stuff. Mm -hmm. It's, um, I forget exactly what. It's like what baby is, powder. Like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like, but it's to keep it dry. We have to make sure that it stays dry. He cannot scratch it. Um, yeah, but I feel so bad for this for this poor dog. But yeah, he, part of his part of his face is his neck is shaved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's then they come back. They come back with him, and we're like, "How was he? Was he okay?" And she was like. Oh my God, he was so good. I've never had a dog that would just like willingly let us shave like his hot spots like that. And we're like, what? She's like, yeah, he was great. I'm like, yep, we go from one extreme to the other. We, yep. <laughs> we go from storm to tank. There is no in between with our dogs. It's, it's just like, like Daisy and Yogi. Everybody that messes with Daisy, great dog. Everybody that messes with Yogi, he wants to fucking lick and love right. and won't stop moving. <laughs> right? It's like a storm needs to be sedated to have anything done to him. Yeah. Tank. Okay, go ahead. You can take off my fur, even though this is a very painful area. Right. <laughs> go for it, bitch. Right? <laughs> go ahead. Remove my nuts again. I don't care. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm like, oh my god, it's like, it's insane. But yeah, like just the past four days, I've been out of control. Right? Like, I don't, I don't understand, like, how any of this ever works. Well, it's ten oh one. You at least got us that far. I know, right? <laughs> and then I'm like, this reminds me of like when. Six almost died, and then two days later, he had the EMTs here. And two days after that, like something else happened. Like, yep. oh my god, he got stung again. Yeah, oh my yeah, he got stung like ten times that week. On top of the ten fucking ones that stung him in one day. Like, I was, you know, what's funny? I was gonna start off by telling you guys that there was a murder that took place at the farm. <laughs> But then I'm like, well, that might not be the best way to put it. But I, it did actually, happen. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I actually had the thought of murder at DD Farm for the podcast title. Then I was like, no, let's not do that. <laughs> like, I was, I was <laughs> contemplating starting with. So we had a murder that happened the other day here. <laughs> yeah, it's not a lie. It's not clickbait. But listen to the podcast. <laughs> 
And instead of listening, yeah. And instead of listening, people are going to read the title. Oh my God. Is everybody okay? What happened? Is that why we've not (laughs) seen TV (laughs) six? Oh my God. (laughs) That's exactly what would happen. Is that why TV six doesn't post anymore? Oh man. Oh man, that is so true. Because <laughs> nobody goes for actually listening or reading; they just see a headline. Oh my god! Yep. It's like oh the first time I had called the show the last show. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many motherfuckers thought we were literally done? I know it was the one we. <laughs> It was the one we done with Jack Nasty, and he even commented, that was the last show? I was like, yes, sir. Oh, man. I was like, it was the last that show we was, done. That was the- <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, yeah. So, yeah. A murder took place at the farm. Murder at DV Farm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, at least Storm got him. Right. Like... But then, but like I said, then it was like, if if we didn't think, like, I didn't even think of it right away. It wasn't until Six was like, well, he's covered. He's got his rabies. I'm like, oh, no, he does not. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm like. Scratch that. Does he? Yeah. I'm like, does, like, do I get him his rabies? Because what if that was the cause? Cause of the ITP and like, and I even asked. I had AMP. I had AMP the following day, and it's like it's animal. Well, it's basically animal anatomy and physiology. Um, and and so our doctor professor is, yeah, professor is a vet. So I talked to her and I was like, so there's this situation. <laughs> and she was like, I asked her, like, well, wh- what would she do? And she's like, well, think of it this way. Rabies is a death sentence. ITP is treatable. Yes, it can be very, very expensive and it's super annoying. But rabies is a death sentence. I'm like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm like, that's a good point. <laughs> so, but Yeah. I mean, it seems like, you know, living at the DV farm has become a death sentence. <laughs> well, that's what we're hoping on with the fucking mice and chipmunks that keep, like, they, the mice and the chipmunks have been tunneling under the duck house. And I kid you not, the duck house is going to fucking fall into a hole. So we're trying to deal with that, too. It's just crazy. What are you guys doing for Halloween? Anything? No. No. It's just been too, it's been too <laughs> crazy around here. You think we got? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've you know, you've done weirder things. <laughs> <sighs> well, I need to eat my pizza. No. <laughs> Because no, I'm looking at two anything. slices right now, and I'm like, oh, my God, it looks so good. And I don't want it to get cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
I mean, if you guys want to keep talking, we can, but I'm going to eat pizza. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else I got. <laughs> oh, I do have something. Not this past Friday, like yesterday, but the Friday before, there apparently was a plane, that, a small plane that crashed in Keene, like right behind a church. Thankfully, it didn't hit the church because there were like 20 teenagers inside the church when this happened. And so we've had the FAA, New Haiti National DOT, and another organization all like investigating the cause under the direction of NTSB. I'm like, this is insane. Like, <clears throat> their plane goes crashing into a fucking building. Yep. <sighs> I don't know. There's so many things I could say, but I'm not going to say on the air. <laughs> I know. I'm just glad everybody's okay. Well, the people that were in the building are fine. The people, the two people that were in the plane are not. Well, that's sad. I know. Like, they, like, part of the investigation obviously is. Um, rebuilding the plane. Like, there was no emergency call or anything to the Keene Airport, which was like right there. Sounds like something medical, then, right? I don't know. Supposedly, they didn't have a recorder in it. It was a small, like, small aircraft. I think small aircrafts usually don't. I know. Because you I don't know. know. Kennedy's son, you know, just happened to lose navigational sense. It's just crazy. Back in the 90s. It's you know? crazy. Well, I need to eat my so, pizza. <laughs> so I almost, I almost feel like that started off our crazy week. What, the plane crash? Yeah. Like, we were not involved in it, obviously, but. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like your week was a crash, so. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and I was about to say it, but nobody died, but that's not true either. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely going to hell if there is one. <laughs> well, it happens. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's all I've got. See, this is better than stupid news. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is stupid DV farm activities. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I we're we're honestly just glad that the fox is gone. Like he's dead. Yeah, that's the biggest miscreant at at the farm, isn't it? Oh my god! I just yeah. But then, like I said, this fucking fox, he was, like, scrawny looking, too. Mm -hmm. And he, like, he ran in, into the barn, and as soon as he saw me, I'm like, why would you run to the light? <laughs> Plus, he was hiding under the shed. Plus, he was hiding under the shed, waiting for the ducks to come out of the pond. But he didn't try to get one of the ducks, because Six and I were both there when we got the ducks out the pond to go into the house. He obviously knew he was going to die. That's why he ran towards the light, Google. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was laughing oh, when God. you said, why would you run towards the light? 
<laughs> oh man. Oh man. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Light. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, that's all I got. You have any last words for our listeners, Google? No, I just hope that Tank and Storm are both, like, going to continue being normal dogs. <laughs> I'm trying to eat that. here while you talk about <laughs> normal dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they are very normal. <laughs> One is a killer. <laughs> Jesus. That's what we want, right? We want our dog to be able to kill the critters we don't want. As long as PETA doesn't show up. I know. <laughs> I, still, I still can't believe that when that day that Storm caught a chipmunk, he let it go. Well, I mean, maybe he just wanted I to play. Guess it, I was going to say, I guess a chipmunk isn't really the one that's like killing our chickens. So I'm glad that he got the fox and killed it. But yeah, he grabbed that sucker by the throat and dragged him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And then Ash is standing there and he's just looking like, what's going on over here? (laughs) I think Ash is already used to everything (laughs) that goes on. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, a fox fucking hauls ass past you. And then you are like, you come over to investigate to figure out why. A fox and a dog and I are all like in the same area. He like, like he just <laughs> came on over. <laughs> He's just like watching. He's like, hmm, what's this? But a leaf freaking like makes him jump out of his skin. Right. He pulled a mystery. <laughs> what's going on over here? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, see, we have we also have a very normal a very normal horse. Right. <laughs> yeah. For DV, maybe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is our oh, normal man. dysfunctional as fuck. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Alright. Well, War Dog, That's do you I have got. any last words for our <laughs> listeners tonight? <laughs> Let the good times roll, baby. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Don't eat that. the Skittle. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> it's my point. Hey, folks, yeah, either get support or give support. The Objective Zero Foundation connects service members, veterans, and their families and caregivers to peer support and resources through the Objective Zero app. And what I'm trying to say is if uh, you need help and want to talk to somebody, there's always somebody there standing by 24-7. So download the Objective Zero app for your Android or iOS device and have it handy. Uh, You may never know when you're going to need it or a battle buddy is going to need it. So full of of resources and uh, information for you to browse through at your leisure, but a great resource to have in your back pocket at all times. 100%. Don't forget all the stuff we've got going on. 
with DV Radio, if you need to be reminded, just go back to the beginning of this podcast and listen to it. Um, and don't forget com. all the good stuff he's got going on over there. And buy something for somebody, for yourself. Who knows? Just get a gift. Whatever you want. What's that? I said, do it. You can do it now. <laughs> um, as uh, War Dog said, have a safe Halloween. If you're doing anything this weekend for Halloween, be safe. Uh, watch out for your kids. Watch out for kids. Uh, don't be stupid. Don't do nothing stupid. And if you do, don't get caught. <laughs> don't do nothing illegal. That's what I'm going to say. Don't do nothing illegal. But uh, thank you for finally coming on, Google. It's been a while. Um, <laughs> people maybe I'll make it next week. Maybe. That's a big maybe. Uh, you know, six was supposed to make it last week. Um <laughs> <laughs> He did say something like that. He did. He did. Yes, he did. <laughs> we never like, heard from him after that. <laughs> no, I mean, he even told me that like last Saturday. I'm saying we never heard yeah. after that from him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> until well, it's for Facebook and he has been. Until the other day when we seen all the Fox stuff from you, I think. No, it was six. We did see all the <laughs> nope. stuff from six. That okay. was six. Yeah, that was six. That's what I thought. Okay. I need to stop before I lose my mind because it's all over the place. No. <laughs> no, seriously, you guys have fun. Be safe. If you need anything, reach out. Um, yeah. Oh, and uh, PTS dog at dvradio.net finally got him set up. Might have to get word dog set up if he needs one or wants one. Sure. This work <laughs> thing, man. Jesus. But for everyone here at DV Radio, that's Oink, Wardog, Google, and I am Bonerwood. You just heard Barrett's talk right here on WDVRDVRadio.net. Have a happy, safe Halloween, and until next week, Flatsicles, bye-bye! A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Have yourself... A creepy and scary Halloween. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. 